Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Today is Thursday, April 15th. Our Bruins are in action tonight against the New York Islanders, and it's my contention that the playoff push begins now. They have two games back-to-back against the Islanders, with another game on Sunday against the Capitals, and the Bruins really need to, A, assert themselves as the fourth playoff team in the Eastern Conference, as well as try to make a move and move up in the East Division standings. Before we get into all that, let me remind you the podcast is available wherever you get podcasts, so please do hit that subscribe button. Each new episode will be automatically added to your feed for you to download, rate, and review. Nope. Well, listen and enjoy, then rate and review. Uh, If you want to follow the show on Twitter, you can do so at LOBostonBruins. On Instagram, we're at Locked On Bruins, and you can find me, my dad jokes, hockey tweets at Ian C McLaren. That's Ian C M C L A R E N on Twitter and on Instagram. So the Bruins are preparing for a big game tonight against the New York Islanders, and it looks as though reinforcements are on the way in the form of number one goaltender Tuka Rask. He's played just one period since March 7th due to an upper body injury, and he's likely to get the start tonight after making it through Wednesday's practice at Warrior Ice Arena. Bruce Cassidy said he should be ready, assuming there's no setbacks, which uh, he heard there was none at the time, so he should be ready to go. Yes, he's missed 17 of the club's last 18 games, and he's appeared in only 15 games so far with an 8-4 record. Uh, Cassidy expects Rask to make up for lost ground over the final month of the season despite the heavy schedule facing the Bruins. There was some question as to whether they might give Rask some rest heading into the playoffs with the emergence of Dan Vladar and Jeremy Swayman, Uh, but it looks like Tuca is going to get at least a regular workload in order to get the reps in to, um, you know, get back up to speed and get to where he needs to be for that playoff push. Uh, Cassidy said very few guys can just jump back in there after missing time. Tuca is going to need his share. Uh, Depends on his play, where he's at physically, how his timing is, in terms of when he'll get some nights off. But for the moment, uh, Yaroslav Halak remains on the COVID-19 list. Uh, Dan Vladar has been sent back to Providence. And so uh, Jeremy Swayman remains with the Bruins as the backup and could, well, probably will get the start uh, on Friday night against the Islanders in this back-to-back situation. For the moment, it looks as though the Bruins have, you know, three healthy, very capable goaltenders. Obviously, you want Tukarask to be the number one. He's the best option. And will be as long as he's healthy. Halak still on the COVID list. We'll see how long it takes him to get back up to speed. But the Bruins, uh, you know, 
not very many questions in net at the moment, which is a great thing. Uh, and even if they have to rely on their younger guys coming in uh, down the stretch, that's uh, certainly something that they can handle. But when it comes to the playoffs, you definitely want Tuka Rask to be the number one guy, as we saw a couple of years ago with the 2019 run, wherein he likely would have been the Conn Smythe Trophy winner had the Bruins won uh, Game 7. Bruce Cassidy is going to keep the top nine together. It looks like Trent Frederick is able to uh, play or he's getting closer. So there's some question as to what the fourth line will be. But the top nine pretty well set at the moment uh, on defense. Jeremy Lozon, Charlie McAvoy, Riley Ashan uh, with Kevin Miller. He didn't practice on Wednesday. I believe he'll be good to go tonight. And then Tenorti uh, subbed in with Jacobs Borrell and Connor Clifton. So the defense, some questions as to how that will shake out. But uh, the forward line's pretty well set with some question as to who will come in on the on the fourth line. Jake DeBrusque, he, uh, kind of funny on Wednesday, he said that growing up in Edmonton, Taylor Hall was his favorite, one of his favorite players growing up. <laughs> he has elite speed, elite skill. He remembered when the Oilers drafted him. His buddies from back home have given him a couple text messages wanting to know what he's like as a guy and stuff. Kind of funny, but one of those things that the hockey world kind of comes full circle sometimes. One of the benefits of that trade has been uh, bumping DeBrusque down the lineup a bit. So he's playing on the third line, and he and Charlie Coyle looked really great. Uh, they were building some chemistry, and... Um, he hasn't really stuck with anyone for a long stretch of games this season. And so he and Coyle really look to have developed some chemistry early on. And uh, one of those things you have to adjust to, he said, moving over to the right side, always feels a bit interesting for the first couple of shifts, but it doesn't really matter where he plays, he said. Just have to worry about what I'm doing on the ice. Now the Bruins, uh, the game the other night was... Close, only 3-2 win in the shootout, but if you look at the underlying numbers, uh, the score didn't really reflect how well the Bruins played against the Sabres. And again, like I said off the top, uh, these games coming up on home ice against the Islanders and Capitals are really key in terms of building some momentum, heading toward the end of April and into uh, you know May, where the playoffs will begin in about a month from now, really. They have these two games against the Islanders, home on Sunday against the Capitals, and then they play four of their next six against the Sabres and a couple against the Pittsburgh Penguins, who they have a chance of catching uh, in the standings. And we'll look at that here in a moment with the East Division Power Rankings. But that's kind of the lay of the land as we head into tonight's game against the Islanders. Great to see Tuka Rask back. Hopefully soon the Bruins can get Brandon Carlo, Matt Grizzlick back, and we can get, you know, what would be the optimal lineup for Bruce Cassidy. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only, 
on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 1010. If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. Today on Locked On Today, you can get the latest from the world of sports from Locked On Today host Peter Bukowski. Follow Locked On Today to get all the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. It's on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Let's quickly update the East Division power rankings. And of course, the Buffalo Sabres, as they have been all season, remain in last place. In fact, they are still last in the NHL overall with a win percentage of 321, 10, 25, and 7. They have played a bit better lately. I'll give them that. They're 4-3-3 over their last 10 games, uh, but they still have a league-low minus 47 goal differential, and uh, the Bruins should take all points on the table from the Buffalo Sabres here in these upcoming games. Uh, The New Jersey Devils mired in 7th. They are 2-6-2 over their last 10, record of 14-21-6. Uh, they let Nikita Gusev go. Uh, they lost a couple other players prior to the deadline, Palmieri, Zajac. They do have a good young core that I think could be competitive sooner than later. I've said that multiple times over the course of the season, but right now they're just not there. Uh, so those two teams firmly out of the playoff picture. Power rankings, they really have none. When it comes to teams still in playoff contention, there are two, uh, probably only one really, that could challenge the Bruins for that fourth and final playoff spot if indeed the Bruins remain in fourth. One, the Philadelphia Flyers. They're 19, 17, and 6 for a 524 point percentage. Their goal differential is an atrocious minus 31. Uh, They've allowed 154 goals, which is by far the highest in the division. Uh, Well, not by far, but seven ahead of the Buffalo Sabres even. Uh, So, yeah, just Philadelphia. I had picked them to come out of the East this season, but they are quite disappointing on a number of levels. And um, even though they beat the Bruins on the weekend, Shane Gostas Bear, who had been on waivers, I still contend he would have been a good pickup for the Bruins. But he uh, scored a couple goals. Still, uh, this team, yeah, I'm not really sure what to make of them moving forward. And uh, they have some decisions to make in the offseason as to whether to uh, try to go one more time with this core of Giroud, Voracek, or if they're really going to pivot and go young. Uh, We'll see what they do next season. But this year, uh, after claiming the top seed in the Eastern Conference from our Boston Bruins last year, they really seem in danger of not making the playoffs. They're six points back of our Bruins, and Boston has two games in hand. And there's a team to jump in the New York Rangers. They're 5-3-2 over their last 10 games. They have a record of 20-16-6, and 6, 548 point percentage, and a very impressive plus 24 goal differential, which is up there with Washington, the Islanders, Pittsburgh, uh, among the best teams in the East. However, they are four points back of the Bruins, and the Bruins have two games in hand on them as well. Uh, they really 
missed Artemi Panarin earlier this season. Uh, he you know missed those nine games after going on leave because of some personal difficulties emanating back from Russia. Uh, if he had been in those games, yeah, no, the Bruins could be on the outside looking in right now, trying to fight their way up. Uh, they also had some turmoil at the beginning of the season uh, with uh, Tony D'Angelo and the like. Uh, so probably a little too little too late for the Rangers, but if the Bruins were to uh, take a dip here and the Rangers were to go on a bit of a winning streak, then things could get interesting, but I still believe the Bruins will be able to hold them off. That brings us to our Boston Bruins, who are in fourth place with a record of 22-12-6, 50 points, a 625 point percentage, a kind of troubling goal differential. It's only plus six, um, and we know that their goal scoring has been a problem. They have allowed the second fewest goals in the division at 106. Uh, only the Islanders have allowed fewer at a 98 but the goal scoring uh, just isn't there. They have only scored 112 goals this season, and that ranks them sixth in the division. Underlying numbers, though, are pretty encouraging. They remain a top-five team when it comes to shot attempt differential at 5-on-5. In uh, shot differential, they are third, 54.42. Again, one of the big issues has been Uh, expected goals, high danger chances. When you look at expected goals percentage, they're at 50.26. So right right in the middle of the league, 15th. And so they really need to work on their uh, high danger chances, getting good opportunities, getting to the net. Uh, Their shooting percentage remains the lowest in the NHL at 5-on-5. Hopefully with the addition of Taylor Hall, with um, some more offense up and down the lineup, they can get that up. And if so, the Bruins could really be onto something. They have the third lowest, or sorry, second lowest PDO in the NHL at 5-on-5 as well. Again, that's adding up shooting percentage and save percentage. Right now, they're at 979. The idea is that uh, teams will eventually kind of regress to 100 meaning uh, more like a 10% shooting percentage, a 900 save percentage. That's kind of the average. And uh, so the Bruins certainly have some room to grow here when it comes to um, five-on-five scoring. If that comes, then this could be a very dangerous team indeed. In third, the Pittsburgh Penguins, they're three points, sorry, six points ahead of the Boston Bruins. They have 56 points, 667 point percentage. The Bruins do have two games in hand on them. Uh, They do have a plus 28 goal differential, which is the best in the East. And when it comes to underlying numbers, not uh, super encouraging. They have a 49.97 Corsi uh, percentage. So, you know, the opposition marginally getting more attempts than them on a game-by-game basis in 5-on-5. So that means the Bruins could very well catch them if if that trend continues. The top two teams, of course, are the Washington Capitals and the New York Islanders. The Islanders have a record of 27-11-4, 58 points, 690 point percentage, plus 27 goal differential. The Capitals, 28-11-4, 60 points, 698 point percentage and a plus 25 
goal differential. When you look at their underlying numbers, uh, the Islanders rank 15th with a 49.3 Corsi percentage, and the Capitals are even worse at 48.57. So, you know, if you look at the shot attempt differential, Bruins, the number one team in the East Division, um, and if you look again at their shooting percentage, and now that Tuka Rask is coming back, the goaltending should be there. I really think the Bruins have a chance here to make up some ground on Pittsburgh, Washington, the Islanders. And that begins tonight and tomorrow night with these back-to-back games against uh, the team from Long Island where the Bruins can really assert themselves as a team to be reckoned with over the balance of the season. They have 16 games left and uh, they could really, yeah, use these two games against the Islanders as a statement here to say uh, the East is far from decided. Rock Auto is a family-owned business and they've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, their prices are always reliably low and the same for pros as well as do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. They cover all the major sports leagues as well as reality TV and award ceremonies. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. They have you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using promo code LOCKEDON. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Gain an edge in your fantasy hockey league by tuning in to Locked On Fantasy Hockey, hosted by our expert Scott Cullen. He'll give you all the tips to win your league. Follow Locked On Fantasy Hockey on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Let's finish with some news and notes from around the NHL. One of the big stories on Wednesday was JT Miller of the Vancouver Canucks speaking out against his club's scheduled return to action on Friday after he and pretty much all of his teammates were sidelined for nearly three weeks by a recent COVID-19 outbreak. He believes the Canucks haven't had sufficient time to recover, especially with eight players still on the COVID-19 protocol list. He feels he and his teammates would be at greater risk of injury, adding they're also concerned over the health of their family, who also contracted COVID-19. Patrick Johnston of the province reported the Canucks players met with the NHLPA, TSN's Darren Dreger reported the PA, the NHL, and the Canucks medical team met to determine if the club is healthy enough to play on Friday, and a decision is expected later today. None of the Canucks want to opt out of completing the season, but they have justifiable concerns about their health and safety right now. Uh, could take another week for them to be healthy enough to return to action, and that could drastically affect the North Division schedule, but... Um, you know, the main concern right now is their health 
and making sure that everybody is okay. I mentioned the Sabres earlier. Captain Jack Eichel will not return this season due to a herniated disc in his neck. He's expected to be recovered and healthy for 2021-2022, and uh, we'll see if he's uh, still a Sabre at that point, as he might very well uh, look to get traded this offseason because of the mess that is the Buffalo Sabres. Reunited with Taylor Hall in Boston? Uh, probably not, but that would be that would be pretty sweet. I think that's it for today's episode. Kind of a, a quick one as we get ready for these games against the New York Islanders. We'll be back tomorrow to wrap up the week as well as, uh, you know, preview Friday's game against the Islanders. Two games at home coming up against a team that the Bruins haven't had much success against this season. Uh, Kyle Palmieri will be playing. He's owned the Bruins this year with, I believe, five goals in six games. Um, so, yeah, tough test for the Bruins. But, again, I really think they can assert themselves as a force to be reckoned with in the East Division with some strong performances against this team. And uh, the playoff push begins tonight for our Boston Bruins. I hope you're all having a great Thursday. It's a bit rainy here today. April break still going on for the boys. Uh, playing a lot of Switch. Uh, I uh, What am I watching these days? Still going through my Lost rewatch, almost nearing the end of Season 5. A lot of stuff that I had forgotten, and uh, I'm really enjoying it still. Uh, just finished Season 3 of Parks and Rec, and the little Sebastian episode, which is a classic. And I started reading uh, the new John Grisham. It's not really new anymore, but uh, A Time for Mercy by John Grisham, which continues the Jake Brigance series, uh, famously played by Matthew McConaughey in A Time to Kill. So if you're looking for a a good book, that one uh, is pretty great so far. I've only read a couple chapters, but really enjoying it. So yeah, that's uh, my latest pop culture update. And... Thanks so much for listening. It's been a good week here on the podcast, uh, and I really do appreciate all the support, all the listens. Please tell a friend about the podcast today, and uh, let's get those subscriptions up. And if you could rate and review, that would be also very much appreciated. Go Bruins tonight. Keep it tuned to at LO Boston Bruins, at ENC McLaren for the latest uh, news and notes from the team. And uh, yeah, we'll see you on there tonight as well during the game. Peace. Oh, wait, one more thing I wanted to mention. Black Girl Hockey Club, uh, they released a graphic of their Get Uncomfortable pledges and uh, how it breaks down per team. Bruins fans represent 4.75% of all fans who have uh, signed up for this pledge. I really uh, encourage you all to check it out at Black Girl Hockey Club org slash get uncomfortable a campaign to disrupt racism on and off the ice and making hockey welcoming for everyone 5,000 people have taken the pledge i encourage you to do so as well and um, let's get those bruins fans numbers up should have also of course mentioned today is the anniversary of the boston marathon bombing we send our thoughts and prayers to all who are affected by that. Uh, very tough day for the city of Boston and uh, not soon to be forgotten. And uh, yeah, just keep those people in your thoughts and prayers today for sure. Peace.